Want to know why your interiors or images don't look like the ones you see on your favorite social media feeds? What if I said I could let you know and show you what's missing and how to transform your spaces with clarity and confidence? The truth is creating beautiful interiors is simple when you know the right strategies, but most people go about it the wrong way. This is why I created the Styling Masterclass. It's the only program that simplifies the art and science of styling, giving you the clarity and confidence to take your interiors to the next level and attract your dream customers or clients so you can make your creative dreams finally possible. This is for you if you're an interior designer or photographer, have an Airbnb, a homeware shop or e-commerce business, and you want your interiors to look like the ones you see in your favorite books, magazines or Instagram accounts. Come learn how to style using my signature method so you can elevate any interior and create compelling imagery, which is your most effective marketing tool if you're selling a product or service in the world of interiors. Any successful business owner knows that styling is your secret weapon to cut through the visual noise, stand out from the crowd and grow your business. Styling is something that you don't want to leave to chance. In today's world, images are everything. This is why leading interior designers and architects always use stylists to finesse their spaces for photography to make sure they've got incredible imagery that they can use for their socials and website. Come learn how to make styling not only an essential element, an easy way to create content for your socials and website, but learn how it can propel the growth of your creative business. If you're serious about creating beautiful interiors and a business you love without struggling in obscurity, this is the program for you. I'm going to share my process and give insights that you're not going to get anywhere else because I've been working as a professional interior stylist for the past 15 years. The Styling Masterclass will give you that clarity and confidence you need to take action and connect with your dream customer or client so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time. So please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, and each week I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help encourage and inspire you wherever you're at on your journey. Before we start today's episode, I've got a quick question for you. Would you like to know how to make your home beautiful using what you've already got? Well, I've created a free ebook, Seven Days Your Guide to Styling Success, and all you have to do to grab a free copy is go to nataliewalton.com forward slash the styling masterclass. Just fill out the form and you'll get it delivered direct to your inbox. I'll share how you can style your home in seven easy steps. There's one activity for every day of the week. Just go to nataliewalton.com forward slash the styling masterclass to download your free ebook. Hello everyone, hope you're all well. Today I'm going to answer a question that many of you have asked me on Instagram. I put out a post, or it was on stories um, a short while ago, 
asking for um, what you would love me to create as my next book. And so many of you asked about the idea of sustainable living and specifically sustainable living, creating a sustainable home on a budget. Now, I'm sure most of you, I'm hoping, have um, got my book still, and that is all about creating sustainably and really embracing the principles of slow living within your own home, which is about sustainable, um, local, organic, and whole. So there, that's the acronym for still, or for sorry, for slow. <laughs> still is obviously something completely different. Um, but for slow living is is really about embracing sustainable living. If you haven't already got the book still, then I highly recommend you get a copy if you're really interested in this idea of having and creating a more sustainable home. In, in that vein as well, I should say that, of course, I would love very much for you to buy a copy, but I know that some libraries stock copies of the book. And so in that uh, spirit of sustainability, you could also try and get a copy. I know um, this was a bit crazy. I think it was for my book, This Is Home. And somebody sent me a message that um, she was in Canada and there was something like 24 holds on my book, This Is Home in this library in Canada, which I thought was hilarious. And she said that she just in the end decided to buy herself a copy. And I know many people who do have the book say that they refer back to both of them many times. So it, it I really did create my books with a thought that I wanted them to be timeless in themselves, that they could be things that you could go back to and continue to learn and continue to have these important reminders for how we all live. And in many ways, these books are a, you know, a personal reminder for myself as well. So it's not that I think, you know, that I, I've got everything all worked out. These are the things that I've, I've wanted to work out for myself and create as a reminder about what is most important in our lives and in our homes. So as I mentioned, many of you were asking about ways to create a sustainable home on a budget. Now, if you haven't already listened to episode 39, I also suggest that that is a good place to start. So that episode is about sustainable ways to save when designing your home, because on our most recent renovation project, which was renovating a former workshop into a studio space, that is what we did. We There were many things that we did within the space, which were everything we try to be sustainable and everything we try to be low toxic and healthy, but some of the things were perhaps more of an investment and a long-term decision in terms of the price point, such as putting Tadillac on the walls. But there were other things that were definitely, we tried to make savings where we could. I'll just give you a couple of examples here, but this uh, episode 39 details them all out for you. So a few ways was that we got um, marble offcuts from a supplier on the Gold Coast and that we saved ourselves thousands of dollars for that. We installed a composting toilet, which was also another way to save thousands, tens of thousands of dollars actually, because we didn't have to uh, overload our septic system, which meant that we would have to get a new septic system and um, and all of the plumbing, even if we just went to our current septic system, it would have cost thousands more to do that. And 
Also, something as simple as using construction-grade timber rather than furniture-grade timber with some of our joinery and cabinetry. So they are just a few of the examples of ways that we save. But if you're interested in learning more, I highly recommend you go and listen to episode 39 after this one. But you're here now, so let's look at some of the sustainable ways that you can create your home on a budget. First of all, I'm gonna kind of break this down into three different sections. The first is to work with what you've got. The second is the materials that you source for your home, particularly if you're doing a renovation. And the third relates to how you actually decorate. I really don't like the word decorate. I, I feel like decorate sounds sort of soft and like it's um, something that's not important. But obviously, you need chairs to sit on. You need a sofa. You need um, to somehow surround yourself with the things that you love. Maybe that's artwork or maybe it's other things within your home. So adding those layers that actually make a home feel like a home is very important. And one day I'm going to maybe try and think of a word that sounds a bit more um, important than decorate. I just think that decorate so often sounds fluffy when it, I really don't believe that it's not. Anyway, for the meantime, we're just going to call that section decorate. <laughs> So let's start with the first section, which is how to work with what you've got. One of the best ways to create a or renovate a home or, you know, make your home somewhere, make some improvements to your home. If you don't have a huge budget is to not extend the footprint of your building. So if you can work within the existing footprint that in itself will save you a lot of money. As soon as you start to extend, then you're going to really go into much greater costs involved with the renovation of your home. And that is actually one of the things that we decided with the studio as well, that we were going to work within the existing concrete slab. There was already a concrete slab there. And if you work with that, then you're not having to, you know, get footings or you know any of that kind of stuff. You're not going to have to go to all the expense because concrete is actually very expensive and it's not a very sustainable material. So if you can just work with your existing slab, if that's what I mean, I'm presuming that that's what you're on as opposed to, um, well, you might be on a like Queenslander style house where you've got um, the footings, but most homes have some kind of concrete slab. And so if you work within that, then that is definitely a much more sustainable choice and it's much more cost efficient choice as well. The other thing is to, um, you can, if you want to create a sense of space in your home, then you can go high rather than going further out. So again, you're not extending the footprint, but for instance, you might remove a ceiling and by removing that ceiling, you can create more sense of height. You can allow more light into your space. It can maybe look better because you might see some beautiful trusses or beams. And that is one way that you can, um, you know, make improvements to your home without necessarily going to a huge expense as well. And another thing to consider is now this comes down to, it's, it's a bit of a tricky one, but it's creating custom features. Now, on the one hand, I know that to get, sometimes to get custom jewelry can seem very expensive, 
But in other ways, I actually think that it can be a cost saving for you because as an example, you might decide to, like what we did in the studio, get a, um, a custom bench made for your dining area rather than getting chairs. Chairs can be very expensive depending on the types of chairs you get. I'm going to talk more about some other options for you shortly, but particularly if you're not extending your footprint and you're working with a small home and you have to really maximize your space, I would suggest to you that it is worth the investment of getting custom cabinetry or joinery because that way you're actually going to maximize your space so you're not going to be spending on money on going out. It's always a compromise and it's working out what's the cost of doing this and what, you know, what do I get as the benefit from that and what's the cost of doing this other option and what's the benefit of that as well. And there are of course lots of um, inexpensive ways that you can do it. As with anything, you know, there's a cheaper way to do it and there's a much more expensive way to do it. The cheaper way to create a bench seat is just to use, uh, if you've got any timber offcuts, maybe you can even use salvage timber, maybe you can get plywood. Um, there are lots of different ways that you can do that that are still sustainable. But you can go to the other extreme. I mean, we got micro cement put on top and um, that is, you know, creates a particular look and is more expensive as a look. But you can use that concept and do it in a much more affordable way. Another way to create a sustainable home on a budget is to really look at the materials that you're using. So one suggestion that I would have to you is to always try and find recycled or salvaged building materials first. You can make huge cost savings by doing this. You can use salvaged floorboards and really establish a good relationship with people at salvage yards because they will then let you know when they have received new delivery of certain things. You can also look on, um, I mean, there are definitely different suppliers out there who specialize in salvaged doors and windows, for instance. I've mentioned this before, but within my local area, um, there is a guy, Simon in Mullumbimby, and he, I think it's Northern Rivers Building Materials, Salvage Building Materials. We'll put it in the show notes. Don't worry about that. Um, and there's also Red Neds, which is close by in Sydney. There's the Heritage Building Centre. Find what it is for you, your local area that specialises in salvaged materials. Also, um, Chippendale Restorations. I used to go there a lot and always check out all of their beautiful doors and windows. And I always feel that that adds a lot of character as well. You can, as I mentioned, you can get floorboards, doors, windows. You can even get um, things on Facebook Marketplace and Gumtree. My mum was looking at um, salvaged um, sleepers and people were giving them away for free. So you've just got to think creatively and really put out, create alerts for yourself so that when those particular, if you're looking for something in particular, maybe you are looking for salvaged windows, then create an alert for yourself on Gumtree. I'm not sure if you can do that on Facebook Marketplace, but I know that you can do it on Gumtree. You can create an email alert and whenever somebody adds something to that particular category, then you can act quickly. And one of the big things that I would say is, I was going to mention this later, but maybe now is a better time, is that 
creating a master plan for your own home. When you really know what you want to create within your home, it's a much more cost efficient and um, like time efficient way to create your home. Because what happens is that you create a plan for what you'll want your home to look like and, and how you're going to create it. And so that means that when it comes to knowing, you know that you want to have salvage windows or you know that you want to use salvage floorboards. So you can create this master plan ahead of time. And then when things become available, maybe they're on sale, maybe they're on you know, Facebook marketplace, whatever it is, then you can act quickly and you can accumulate those uh, items or objects when it's most cost efficient to do it. So that is one of the really big benefits of creating a master plan for your home where you've got a plan for what your home will look and feel like and you're really clear on it and you're also less likely to sort of make impulse buys that actually don't work with your space or buy things that don't work and you regret it. So it is a really good way to create a vision and a plan for your home so you know exactly what you're trying to create. Some other ways that you can, um, you know, create a home on a budget in a more sustainable way is to really look at the materials themselves and kind of question like where they're from and what the process has gone into them. Traditional paint is actually not great for the environment in terms of the manufacturing process, all of the waste that comes from it. So really consider other types of paints, not just ones that are low VOC, which is is more healthy for your home. It means that they're off-gassing less. They've got a very low off-gassing period, that time when your home really smells. And it's not good for you to be breathing in all of those materials. So really, um, obviously, that's important. But also, there are some paints that are, in terms of their manufacturing process, they are much better. That could be smaller local brands that they're much more conscious in terms of the way that they manufacture their paints and also paints that are like a lime wash type paint. So really look into that. There's a whole section in my book still, if you've got it. Um, and um, we've got the uh, people from Bowwork Color, which is B-A-U-W-E-R-K. Um, it's in the book and I'll add it to the show notes. And they detail the process that goes into making paint and how lime paint, lime wash paint is really so much more better for the environment and for you as well and your home. Like it actually is better for the materials and the whole structure. So I really encourage you to check that out as well. And I also think that paint is certainly one of the cheapest, easiest and most impactful ways to transform your home. It has been send, said a hundred times, if not a thousand times or more before, but don't underestimate the power of paint. Paint can really transform your home in so many ways. And whether that is that you've bought an old little cottage and it's got crazy paint schemes, salmon pink walls or, you know, avocado green walls, whatever that is, and you just paint everything white as a foundational color, or that's just, you want to neutralize everything. It really does transform your home. But other, in other ways, you can experiment with paint and you might want to paint um, the walls and the ceiling, you know, be adventurous. 
with like there's a beautiful color um called pale eucalypt by julux that um andrea moore used in her home which is also in my book still but you can have a look on instagram ross farm cabin and it really is beautiful the the warmth that she's added to the space by using paint so don't underestimate the power of paint to transform your walls your ceilings and your floors if you've got floorboards and you don't have the money to um, you know, get them sanded back and revarnished or oiled or whatever it is, you can just paint them. And you don't always have to paint them white. You can paint them a beautiful gray color or some kind of beautiful color that will really work with your interior. And that is a really efficient, cost-efficient way to transform your home and do it on a budget as well. Now let's have a look at decorate. How are some of the different ways that you can add the layers to your home that make it feel a home and not blow out your budget? Well, I am a big believer this comes with how you design your home, but also how you decorate it is that timeless, choosing timeless options is one of the most sustainable ways that you can create your home. And I say this from experience, because I had to, when I was creating a, a mini masterclass for my course, the design and decoration masterclass, I went through my archives of images of all the projects that I've worked, worked on over the years. And it was really interesting for me to see which pieces in my home I still have and, um, and just how that is such a good investment. And they weren't necessarily expensive pieces either. They were just very much timeless in design. And I'll give you a few examples. So the very first home that I bought, my very first apartment, it was, I was 24 years old and I bought my first apartment, a tiny little apartment in Bondi when nobody wanted to live there. That's how I could afford it at the time. And I went on a trip to Tasmania with my husband because he's got family down there. We went to a, um, there was this place and they had a train. I cannot remember. I think it's Margate, but I can't remember for the life of me where it was. And I bought these vintage Bentwood chairs. And at the time, I don't know if it's still true, but it was actually cheaper for me to buy them in Tasmania and get them shipped up to Sydney than it was to buy them in Sydney because it was Tasmania was very, very affordable back then. I know that prices have gone up since, but certainly in country towns, if you ever go on a drive to a country town, vintage and secondhand pieces are always so much cheaper than in cities. So definitely keep your eye out when you kind of do those little trips to, you know, the countryside or sort of off places that are off the beaten track. And I bought a set of Bentwood chairs and two that had arms and the um the two that have got the sort of the curved arms they at the time i didn't have much money and so i used them as occasional chairs in my living room and now i use them as chairs i've used them in my office and dining room and now they're chairs that i use in my my current office and i still love them and they were old at the time when i bought them and they're even older now i mean they're now sort of 20 i've had them for about 20 years and um, and I still love them. They're really classic, timeless pieces. They go with a range of different interiors. At the time, I was living in a home at the beach, in an apartment at the beach. 
I moved into an inner city terrace. I moved into a cedar cabin in the, the woods. And now I'm living in the Byron Bay hinterland and they work everywhere. And I've seen them in all sorts of homes and they still work. At around the same time, I built, uh, uh, sorry, I bought a vintage table from a shop that no longer exists in Bondi. And I bought many pieces from there over the years. Actually, it was a really great curation edit of um, different vintage pieces. And I still have that table. It used to be something that we used in, um, I used it as my desk, which was in my son's bedroom. It was sort of like a nursery slash office. And well, initially it was an office and then it became a nursery for him. And then now it's currently in my daughter's bedroom. And I still love it. I've since painted it. When I first bought it, it was a green color that, um, very hard for me. I can't think of the word to describe the, the kind of color. Like if it was avocado, it was a super soft avocado green. And um, which kind of, I mean, green's having a bit of a renaissance. So it probably wouldn't be so bad now, but I painted it black because I love painting. Um, I actually use chalkboard paint, which I use on a lot of furniture because it's, I like the, um, the matte finish. And um, I just think it's a very classic kind of look to either paint things white or black. And, and again, it just goes with everything. Whereas when I was using more greens, then certainly with decorative items, it's always then trying to make everything work together. And um, yeah, and I still love that piece. And we almost moved that piece, but my daughter wouldn't let me. It actually fitted perfectly in the studio to use as a vanity for the um, bathroom. But she said, no, I want to keep my desk. So I ended up sorting something that was very, very similar. And um, yeah, those pieces really stand at the test of time. Of course, have a look on Gumtree and Facebook Marketplace, but really choose those things that are timeless. And that is one of the most sustainable ways that you can create your home on a budget. Just to give you another example, uh, have a look on eBay for building materials too. My mum, she was renovating her former home uh, about two years ago, and she bought so many things on eBay. Um, like tiles, for example, she bought Italian ceramic tiles that somebody else had left over from another project that they didn't use and they couldn't return them because they, I think the timeline for the refund period had expired or maybe they weren't able to refund them. And so these tiles were actually, they bought them and they showed her the receipt for $6,000 and she bought them for one and a half thousand dollars. So have a look on eBay and all of those um, websites where people sell the items in their homes that are leftovers from their particular projects, you know, or people change their mind or they are renovating something and they're taking out maybe a, a clawfoot bath because they don't want that in their home, but that might be the perfect thing for you. So you've really got to think a little bit creatively, but once you start to do, you really can see and it sparks new ideas and there are just so many ways that you can create a sustainable home on a budget. So I hope that this has inspired you and given you some ideas for your own home. And I'd love to see what you create. So tag me. I'd love to see your, your renovating journey and some of the things that you create within your own home. So just tag me at Natalie Walton on Instagram. Have a great week, everyone. All of the links and info you need to access for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. 
Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast and the people of the Bunjalung Nation where it was recorded. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton and you've been listening to Imprints.